Hey, it's Joyce. Every week, I have the chance to chat with an interesting, inspiring human and to share that conversation with you. Join me as I walk and talk with entrepreneurs, adventurers, and all sorts of people who are working hard to empower women and make the world a better place. Now listen, this is not some highly polished, formally produced podcast. It's just two humans out for a walk with the chance to learn from each other. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and join us. Hey, everyone. Joyce here, welcoming you to today's Walk and Talk, where our guest is Kathy Burns. Kathy is a board-certified professional organizer. She's an image consultant, an author, and a speaker. She is the founder of OrganizedAndEnergized.com, which is a professional organizing and image consultancy. And she's on a mission for more than two decades to end overwhelm, energize, and transform lives by removing the muck and creating systems entrepreneurs can stick to. Kathy, welcome, and thanks for joining us today. Oh, I'm excited to be here and join in on your walks. Okay, so before we went live, I told you that I wanted to share something I recently heard on a podcast that I don't agree with, and I want your opinion on it. So I was listening to a meditation expert, sort of a leading meditation teacher, and he was saying that he doesn't believe there's really value in organizing your stuff in your environment because what you have to do is organize and simplify your insides. And I was like, no, no, no. For me, in order to find that kind of peace, I need to organize the chaos around me. So this is a long way of saying, tell us a little bit what you, what you do and why you do it, because I don't think it's just necessarily about organizing the stuff. Ah, uh, exactly. <laughs> now, you know, he's not wrong in the sense that some people are so cluttered in their mind that they can't even think about doing anything in their external environment. But the easy way to get into clearing up your mind is to clear up your environment. So I'm in full agreement with you on that, Joyce. Uh, it's so funny, you know, whenever I meet new clients, I'm like, well, do you want to work from the inside out or the outside in? And the outside <laughs> in, meaning your external environment, is the easiest place to start whenever you're in overwhelm or shut down or just feeling like nothing's going to work. So, I mean, so yeah, I think <laughs> definitely. Right. It's, it seems to me, at least in my experience, like organizing my stuff, organizing my environment is a little bit of a gateway to organizing myself. And there's something like meditative just about clearing the chaos and the clutter. I totally agree with that. Um, it's very, you can get yourself into that Zim space. Well, I, I like to say this. I like to have everything in your environment, especially when if you're working at your desk, needs to be conducive to what you're doing at the time. So you don't need outside distractions sitting there, uh, clutter, you know, they're, they're distracting. So they'll, they'll clutter your brain. You'll start thinking about things left undone. If you have a pile here, a pile there, or something that needs to go to a different room, you're not being present. And I think probably with the meditation guru, he has lived his life simply and hasn't had a lot of stuff to necessarily know the impact because a lot of people that are on that path will automatically clear their stuff and not even realize that they're doing it. 
but for those of us mortals, <laughs> it, helps, <laughs> it helps to have as little uh, distractions as possible whenever you're trying to do whatever, you know, you're in your kitchen, you want to have all the tools right there and not, no more, no less, you know, you don't want to have to pull 15 things out to get to your blender, you just want to be able to get to your blender. Same thing with working in your desk. So, you know, I think the outward in is a much easier way. It's, it's really funny because um, I had a mom who called me, actually, she reached out to me in the morning, 3.30 in the morning, uh, saying, <laughs> you know what, my, my daughter, I don't know what to do. My daughter has been in talk therapy for years and nothing seems to stick. I really personally think that if we can get her physical apartment together, that she's going to get on the right path. And she mm. was, you know, the mom was just beside herself. And so I worked with the daughter and she was an aspiring actor and she was teaching acting lessons and she was in LA hoping to move to New York. And we worked together and basically just got her life organized and got her, her system streamlined. In fact, she had all these scripts that she couldn't even access whenever she wanted to, you know, go in and teach people. So we got that all organized and sure enough about, and we set up a budget because uh, she needed that on how she going to get to New York. And sure enough, six months later, she moved to New York city and she got some gigs working. So it, that's another thing of like, she was going from the inside out. And I'm, and the mom was smart enough to say, let's work on the outside and go in. So I think there's both modalities are equally valid. It just depends on where you're at at the time. And a little bit about who you are and kind of what your personality is, I suppose. But I, I, there's something so tactical and satisfying about seeing, maybe that's part of it too, doing that inside work is slower and less tangible and maybe it's a lot easier to feel that sense of accomplishment and forward momentum. But let me take a, cause I just jumped right into like the end of the story, Kathy, let's go back to <laughs> the beginning and a little bit about your story and how it is that you came to do this work. Hmm. Well, that's a long and sordid story, but <laughs> basically I've, I've had eight different careers and I love change. And the last career that really kind of, um, made me jump into this or know that that I wanted to do it was I was captain I was sailing boats I was delivering yachts for a living I was a captain and I would get out to sea and I get far away from land and I remember one night in specific I'm watching um uh, uh, uh overhead uh what do you call it satellite go over and it was like up and down like so quick and I'm thinking wow I'm so insignificant I was thinking about everything in my apartment and nothing that I could think about back there was relevant to me and I'm like wow okay I don't need any of this stuff so I got back to my apartment and I just immediately started purging and this was years before I was a professional organizer so uh, once I returned back to land I purged and uh, jumped forward a few careers later and I realized that I really love change and I really know that stuff is not important and that the easiest way to change is to work on your external environment. Back to the top of what you were saying, Joyce, actually, mm -hmm. you led me right into that. <laughs> so, so I love change and most, a lot of people are very afraid of change. And the thing that you can do if, if you do, you know, get stuck in that place of resistance is to change something on your physical environment because it's not nearly as scary. 
So that's what I do as a professional organizer. And even as an image consultant, you know, your, your clothes are the most external environment that you have. So if you do a little bit of shifting and making room and adding some space in your external environment, that will give you the headspace to make a bigger change in your life. To get the, all the time I see the, the person gets the guy, they get the house, they get the car. You know, if you add space and just get rid of all the stuff that doesn't, is not relevant in your life, then you can actually get to where you want to be. So that's a very long-winded story of how I got to where I am. <laughs> yeah, not, not so, not so long-winded. And uh, one of the things, and we could do an entire podcast just on sort of your love of change and the reinvention of your careers, because that's, that's something that's so, uh, I don't know, insightful for so many people. But I, I want to, I'm trying to be disciplined and stick to what, you know, the topic of the day, but maybe we'll go back one day and do another. But um, for me, the idea of being organized uh, is also a little bit simpler than that. And that is, I hate the feeling of wasting time and the stress that comes with not knowing where my shit is. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Right. And then you've got all this stuff kind of around you, but the things that are most important and that the most important thing could be the blender, right? If that's what you need at that moment, but gosh, not being able to lay my hands and the mental energy that you burn that's what kind of depletes me. Do you see that with people too? Oh, absolutely. You know, and the average person, the average person working from home will waste three hours a week trying to find things that they know that they have, but they, that they cannot find. That's a lot of time. I, I added it up. And if you're a home-based entrepreneur, you, you'll waste about a month, a year trying to find things if you're not organized. So, uh, so yes, you, it, it's a lot of mental energy. See, this is the thing. You, you have to count on, you have to think about where are you putting your energy? Uh, would you like to spend an hour getting organized and save 10 hours later trying to find that thing that you're trying to find? Because that is the norm. That's this, the normal thing to waste hours looking for things that you know that you own that you cannot find. For sure. I remember, and I was talking about this the the last, uh, just the other day, way before I was a professional organizer, probably 30 years ago, my girlfriend gave me a key holder that goes right by the door, you know, the little key holder thing. I I treasure this. I would always (laughs) lose my keys all the time. You know, you can't get out the door if you can't find your keys. So just having something as simple as a place to hold your keys and hang your keys right as you walk in the door is brilliant. Silly things like that make a world of a difference. Oh, a world of difference. But I, you, you know, you raise a really interesting point that you just sort of blew past real fast. That I think it's worth going back because the there is an investment of time in getting organized, and sometimes it seems that we're running so fast. You know, you said, would you rather spend an hour and save ten? And everybody would answer that theoretically, yes. But getting people, and I suppose this is how it is you've built an entire career around this, because getting people to actually slow down, to do, to invest the work and the time, that's, that can be tricky, especially since it involves changing, potentially changing old habits. 
Yes, and and it is an investment, but Michael Gerber said it best in emails, you know, it is a 10 to 1 thing. So uh, Abraham Lincoln said this way back when, you know, he accomplished a lot after he was 40 years old. And he said, give me, you know, one hour of preparation saves me three hours of perspiration. And that was probably true back then. Now it's already been proven that it's 10 to 1. You know, one hour will equal 10 hours of productivity. So it's definitely an investment and, um, you know, not to self-promote, but if professional organizers will help you get it done much quicker than you can go on your own. Let's just say it that way. (laughs) If you don't want to think around, just hire a pro and get it done, you know, and, and move forward with your life little bit of self promo right there, but it's true because, you know, it's just like I see people trying to do into, go into their garage to organize their garage. If they're on their own, they will spend months, you know, trying to get that garage order or organized and uh, professional organizers that do garages, we do it in a day. So, you know, it's a, where, where is your time going to be spent really? Yeah. Kathy, that's just because you haven't seen my garage. <laughs> Oh, everybody says that. I've done three car garages in a day. Uh, All right. So when are you next going to be in New York? Because the garage. So there's also this issue, which I'm sure you come across frequently when you deal with couples. When you deal with a couple or people who are sharing space, even in a professional context, who have very different organizational styles. I mean, at that point, you probably become something of a relationship counselor. Oh, absolutely. It's why I'm board certified. You know, I have been trained. I'm a trained professional in this. <laughs> you know, there, there's a lot of psychology that, that goes on uh, between partners, between husband and wife, you know, business partners or spouses or even kids and parents. There's so much that goes on and, and there are, there's always a holder honor and there's always a letter goer is what I say. So, you know, mm. some people want to just get rid of everything. My husband will just get rid of everything. He just doesn't care. You know, I'm more of a holder on myself. We all have that dynamic going on in our life. And people will come to me all the time and say, well, I really need it. Well, I have a, a client, Barbara, and she says, I'm working with her uh, in her home office. And she goes, you know, I really needed to deal with Howard in the bedroom. All this stuff is all over the it's always piled up on his dresser drawer and I just can't take it anymore. It's just visual clutter. What am I supposed to do? And I said, Barbara, you know, you need to be the change that you want to see. Cause that's where I always start. Always be the change you want to see. So let's go in and let's organize your part of the bedroom. Well, I don't have anything that's going on in the bedroom. It's fine. Sure enough, we worked and um, we did find things, you know, we found things underneath the bed or in the side table or her part of the closet was, you know, a little bit disastrous. So we were doing that. And literally as we're doing that, Howard walks in and says, Hey, Cass, can you help me with the top of the dresser? I know it, but Barbara, and I really don't know how to deal with it myself. Boom. Done. <laughs> this kind of thing happens all the time with me, which is why I love my job. So you want to be the change that you want to see. And if you have someone that's resistant or they're just a different type of organizing person, you know, they organize differently, start just getting your own act together. And it it will always flow over into other family members or other office mates. Or there's also an element of close the door, right? So when I was a kid... (laughs) When I was a kid, I was a terrible slob. Now, 
part of the problem was I just simply didn't have enough storage space. I had a very small bedroom as a, as a kid, as a teenager, right? So I'm a teenage girl with a very small bedroom and a tiny closet. So there was always clutter and always mess. And there's a story that's legion in my family. My mother, it was the 70s, right, the 80s. So my mother went to a therapist to figure out what, how to fix me. And apparently, <laughs> as the story goes, the therapist said, well, is she doing okay in school? My mother said, yeah, she does, she does really well in school. Does she have friends? Is she socially okay? Yeah, yeah, she's great. She's great. She's fine. Is she respectful? Yeah, she's great. It's just the room. She won't clean up her room. And the therapist apparently <laughs> said, well, then close the door. <laughs> <laughs> right, so there, there's some element, I think, of we can't let other people, even people with whom we live, we can't let them become our excuse. So, like, mess and clutter is kind of contagious. Do you see that? I guess you do, right? Um, you see it on the on the opposite side, too. Yes, yes. It goes both directions. Uh, a yeah. pile will magically grow without any effort. So anything that is horizontally stacked in any particular part of your house, even if you live alone, you will come back in and there will be another shirt there. It's like, oh, where did that come from? So uh, piles are little magical manifestors is what I call them. So that's why you hear us pro-organizers always saying, go vertical, go vertical. Don't don't lay horizontal because piles are magical. They're little mystery beasts. <laughs> they are. <laughs> so uh, are there moments or symptoms or things that should trigger a person to say, now is the time that I should invest that hour because things are, I don't know, building up, getting out of control. I feel what, what is it we're looking for that should be a trigger to be like, okay, it's time to invest some time in organizing my life. Well, there's a lot of, of indicators. Number one, are you always exhausted? Or do you always feel depleted when you walk in the door? If you feel depleted when you walk in the door of your house, your house is screaming for attention. That's one thing. Um, if you find yourself completely distractible and you cannot focus on the task at hand, those are those things are silently screaming at you of things left undone. Now, as women in particular, we know everything that's ajar and not right in our space. We see it, you know, from the from the corner of our eye. We know what's not done, and so we get depleted because all these things are like, oh, I didn't do that project. Oh, I have to do that project. Oh, I have to do that project. I, I had one client that she moved into a beautiful. Uh, country you know golf golf course uh residential area and she didn't play golf and a year after she moved in she called me and said you know i really need to get my act together because i am so guilty i cannot play golf because of all these things that i need to do around the house i'm still not settled in a year later and so if you find yourself not doing fun stuff if you find yourself not as in your case, taking the walks because you need to like clean the pantry or you, you can't find the food, <laughs> you know, that that's an indicator that it's time to just spend a little bit of time getting some order and creating some space in your life so that you can do what you really want to do. There's so many indicators. I, I could go on and on. That could be a whole nother five hour talk. But, but basically I think it's energetics. You know, if you find yourself in, in, depleted, 
I've had a couple clients that they did not want, they were okay at work, but when they got, they didn't want to go home. They didn't want to walk into their house because it was just a sign of all this stuff that they still had to do and they were tired from, from going to work. The theme around 99 Walks this month, every month 99 Walks has a different theme that we talk about and we reflect on. And, and the theme this month is defy gravity. And one of the things mm. I've been talking about is what is what is it that's holding you back? What is it that you feel has a grip kind of around your ankles and is holding you down? And mm. as you described the feeling, it seems to me kind of applicable, right? If the, if the feeling is that your stuff, your environment, your clutter, your obligations, the, the things left undone, if that's the gravity holding you back, it's time you have the opportunity to do something about it. Yes, but I think we're perfect for this theme this month, Joyce. Good pick. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, yeah, this is this is so applicable um, because it, you know that's why actually my company was Add Space to Your Life, and when COVID hit, I felt a little bit depleted. So I rebranded to Organized and Energized, and had a complete shift in the way that I was looking at my business. And so when you're organized, you have energy. So if you feel like you're being slugged down and dragged down, you know, and what is, how can you not defy gravity? Uh, you know, it could easily be your physical environment for sure. Maybe it's a closet that you can't even find your clothes, or maybe the only clothes you can find in your closet are the ones that don't fit any longer. And the clothes that do fit are hidden in the recesses right there that's going to not want that's going to make you not want to get out and walk because oh I can't even find the ones that fit you and the ones that you have are like you know two sizes too small the ones that are front and center and is that going to make you want to go out and get fit and walk no no you're not going to just beat yourself up right so yeah it's a good it's a good um a good conversation for this month's theme for sure so for people who have the, the ability to hire a professional organizer, there are many people, you and others out there, able to help. For people who either don't have the, the ability to do that or kind of aren't ready to go big, do you have some kind of tactical and practical advice on how to get started and what you can do? Absolutely. I always say start I always say start small. And that does not mean your junk drawer because that is a whole kettle of worms. Uh start <laughs> with <laughs> there's too much there. It's too too random. Uh start with your sock drawer. Start with your underwear drawer or your bra drawer. Start with some place that you know that you can tackle and start small and make change. And the thing about the sock drawer, most people are not emotionally charged around their socks. I've had two clients over 18 years that are, but most people aren't. <laughs> and, and so start with your socks. Get rid of all the loosies, you know, all the singles. Get rid of all the ones that are holes. Get all the ones that you hate and, and make some order and make sure that they all fit back in the drawer in a nice, neat little way. And then open the drawer when you're done, take a big breath, go, oh, yeah, I did that, shut the drawer, and now you have a sense of accomplishment. Now you've actually made order in the chaos of one part of your life. And 
you've learned how to let go. Now, letting go is a muscle. And um, the majority of us have a letting go muscle that's been atrophied. It has not been used at all. <laughs> so once you learn how to let go of those random terrible socks that don't even match, then you, you've kind of grown that muscle. And when you move into something a little bit harder, another, another part of your life that's a little bit more difficult to let go of, then you, you have more increased uh, aptitude to actually let go. So start small, start where you can, and, um, you know, take it from there. And I actually started an, an insider's club specifically for the people who can't hire me on a one-to-one on -one basis. There are groups that you can go into that are, let, that are more cost-effective to help you begin to let go and make change as well. And you can find those all over the place. And I felt like there needs to be a way for people who just can't afford a one-on-one -on -one pro because we are a little bit costly. We're worth it. Uh, we pay off, we pay ourselves off in space, especially if you have a storage unit. But for those who don't, uh, you know, <laughs> join a group. There are groups that will offer you support in helping you learn how to let go and get organized. And that's such a big part of it. You know, I think for some people, as you say, the piles just kind of creep up and grow their own in their own monstrous way. But often we've got a lot of emotion that's baked into this feeling of letting go. You know, I'm thinking you haven't, you had an expression and I'm going to get it wrong. So uh, Kathy, correct me, but like the, the keepers and the letter letting goers, something like that. You got it. You hold your honors and the letter goers. <laughs> yes. So my mother is a letter goer and my dad who was a product of the depression was very much a holder honor. And he would say like, this was his phrase. Well, somebody could use this and he could not bear to part with something that he felt somebody in the world could benefit from. Now the process of getting, you know, the stuff in the attic from the attic into the hands of somebody who maybe could use it literally was sometimes impossible but he just couldn't bear it. Mm. Well, you know, I always say pass your good on to the world. And I actually haul away my client's stuff when I work with them in person. I have an SUV specifically because I haul it away and I take it to charity. The good news is there are charities out there untold, un, like, thousands of charities that need what you want to let go of and knowing and and, and it, you know just like your father knowing that it's going to go some to someone who needs it is huge and someone who can use it and so taking it to charities I, I consider it like it's an energetic flip like whatever you put out will come right back to you times 10 so you know you release and let go of the things you no longer need um, and and whatever you need are going to come back around to you uh, kids are a good case in point. My youngest, uh, my youngest client was five, and she had, uh, or actually, I'll talk about the eight-year-old. She had a teddy bear problem, um, and so everybody a stuffed animal problem. Everybody, they didn't know what to get her, so they gave her stuffed animals. So I was called in to help her, and um, <laughs> she was hilarious. I gave her one. She de she determined how many she needed in this one. She had a basket, one of those tall baskets that pop up. 
that's how many I can use. That's how many is good enough. <laughs> and so she would she would kiss everyone and say, oh, I love you, Teddy, but I'm going to send you away. And, okay, I, I love you, Bruni, you're going to keep. But what she did, what allowed her to let go, is she knew that all of the stuffed animals that she was getting rid of, I was taking to the police department because they keep teddy bears in their cars. I don't know if you knew that. So mm -hmm. all of her animals were going to go to the police to give to kids in need. And she was able to let go of so many because she knew that it, they were going to be doing good things. And she would kiss them and say goodbye to them and say, you're going to go help some, some kid who needs you and so on and so forth. So it helps to know that you're, no matter what you give, it's going to go to somebody that needs it. That's the way I look at the energetics of stuff like, you know, get let go it'll come back around let go it'll come back around times 10 usually some of it's hard though kathy like i'm sitting on a couple of old computers old laptops and i so i guess i ask a practical question which is how do you find places that actually will benefit from some of your stuff well, when it comes to computers, Goodwill actually recycles computer. Dell Computers sponsors that program. So many of the Goodwills all throughout the United States will recycle your computer, and all the different parts will go to make them money. So that's one way that your computers can go out to the world. Um, but say the question again, because I immediately thought Dell when you said computer, but uh, your question was, say it no, again. I think I think that sort of answers the bigger question, which is when you're puzzled by what to do with some of your stuff, um, there are probably answers, right? Like I know phones are getting recycled and repurposed for people who need them. And uh, so it's out there. And I guess it goes on the list of sometimes this takes a little bit of work. And if you um, have the ability to hire a Kathy uh, then somebody else is going to help you navigate that. But if you don't, there are answers out there, and there are people who really can use your stuff, the stuff that is cluttering your mind and your space and all the things. So, Kathy, if people want to learn more about you and the work that you do uh, and the group that you mentioned, where are the best places to connect with you out in the interwebs? Ah, okay. So uh, I would welcome anybody who wants to have a quick chat to just just book a chat. I'm more than happy to help you with your specific situation. And you can go to chatwithkathy.com, K-A-T-H-I, chatwithkathy.com, and schedule a chat. I'll give you 15 minutes to just help you get unstuck and help you move forward into whatever way makes the most sense for you. So that's one way. My, my website is organized and energized. Dot com. They can find me there as well. But, you know, I know that everybody here, people are going to have questions and they're going to say, well, what do I do first? And that's where a chat with Kathy would work, work really well for you. I'm more than happy to help anybody out there as your tribe. Um, I will do that for your tribe. Um, that's super generous. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. And uh, let's continue our conversation and our collaboration. Please let me know anytime that I or the 99 Walks Pack or Jetty Crew can be of help to you.
Oh, let's do. I love I love what you do, and I love that all you ladies are out there walking and getting more fit. You've already taken the first step, ha, 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 towards, towards making your life better. Now it's time to let go of the stuff around you that might be holding you back and keeping you from defying that gravity. Love it. Thank you, Kathy, again for your time, and we will talk again soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Joyce. Have a good walk. Thank you for joining us for today's Walk and Talk. Catch new episodes featuring inspiring guests every week and all the places podcasts live. Until then, I wish you happy trails.